Hello, sunshine. Happy Wednesday to you. Yes, it is sunshiny out, actually. It's going to be like 90 today. Here in Michigan, where I am at, any other Michigan homies out there, please go post in the Facebook group, the Christian College Girl Community, so I know that you relate to me. Michigan weather is crazy. Anyways, so today we're talking with my new friend, SJ, about cycle syncing. And can you relate to getting to the point in college where you get into your routine and you're actually accomplishing things and checking off goals and all the things and then your period hits and you're like I was great what happened I didn't ask to be female but like it's great you know but like this part just is the pits right so did you know that there's a way to kind of uh arrange your calendar so you can do your life around your hormones and do the things that require more energy in the times of the month that you have more energy, do the things that require more um, mental, let's see, determination or calculation or, you know, just brain waves. those times of the month that you have that too. Also, that was a car going by. I am outside on the front porch swing because it's beautiful out. So, does that sound crazy? Have you ever heard of that? Cycle syncing literally can save your sanity in college when on your period. So, please come along and learn about it. You'll be kind of amazed. Share it with a friend if you've never heard this before. Let's get it. Hey girl, welcome to Money and Mental Peace, a podcast for Christian college girls wanting to graduate debt-free. Do you procrastinate on homework while Googling easy scholarships and money for college because you're drowning in debt and student loans? Afraid you'll never have enough time and motivation to find ways to pay for college when you don't even have enough time to sleep or have a social life? I'm Kara. I too was a stressed college student and overachiever looking for money and mental peace. I wondered if there were other ways to pay for college, and I wished for a clear direction on how to do it. I wanted an easier way to fund college with less anxiety, but I kept telling myself I had no idea what to do thought I wasn't finished in school fast enough, and thought I would never have enough money. Until some scholarships and real rare school hacks got me through debt-free, and I can show you how to do this as well. In this podcast, you'll find mental peace, answers for your future, and enough money to kill it at college. So grab your cold brew and TI-89 and enroll in the most stress-free and debt-free class that you've ever attended. This is Money and Mental Peace. Hey guys, before we get started, I just wanted to do a quick disclaimer. Whoever I'm having on to interview next, I'm so glad that you'll get to hear all this great stuff they have to say. However, I want to clarify that all the opinions expressed in this interview are not necessarily mine, meaning um, if you also you go choose to listen to the podcast or YouTube channel of whoever I'm interviewing. I am not necessarily agreeing with all their views or opinions. I just wanted to clarify that because you always need to pray and use discernment with who you listen to. Obviously, with listening to me as well, you need to do that. Um, Reason being, I had connected with another Christian podcaster, and it turns out she had a lot of more new age beliefs, and I hadn't realized that at the time. So I just wanted to clarify that um, we're dis- whatever we're discussing in this episode is just 
what we're discussing and I'm not sure all of this person's opinions on other areas of life and just to please please use discernment and pray over if you should listen to them and their content and if you should listen to me too it applies to everyone thanks so much guys let's get in it hey girls so I am back with a fun uh, new guest on my show and Sorry, my computer was not letting me go to the other tab. Okay, um, I have SJ from the Productive Mom podcast, and I know you guys aren't moms out there, but she has some awesome content that I think will bless you. I just want to tell you a little about her. She's really driven to help working moms, which might be you someday. And I listen to mom podcasts all the time because I feel like I'm preparing and I'm not even like dating anyone right now. And um, she helps them reclaim their energy and time by cycle syncing their nutrition, their fitness, their to-do list. She wants to equip women with the tools they need to show up as the best version of themselves for their family. I'm going to throw in for their education um, to achieve those goals to get onto the next phase of life. And personally, I think if, if we can get to the point, all of us listening of cycle syncing, which I'll have her explain and, um, how that can affect our to-do list, we're going to have more time to apply for scholarships, budget, get some sleep to like feel sane and finish that paper on time. Right. So I just want to say welcome to SJ. Tell us how you're doing. And, um, Maybe a little bit of your story connected to how the concept of cycle syncing came up in your life and kind of explain that if you would. Thank you so much. And what a lovely, uh, what a beautiful, beautiful introduction. Thank you so much for having me, Cara. I feel incredibly blessed to have met you through the podcasting world. So I'm SJ. As you can tell, I'm from the UK. I am a mum to a four-year-old and I am a former secondary school teacher. I taught and when we say secondary school here I, I'm it's high school over in the US so I used to teach teenagers and I finished I left teaching when I had my daughter because I wanted to be the mum that was there and did the school pickups and I was putting so much energy and so much time into other people's children and I wanted to make sure that I was doing that for my own I wanted to be there to watch all the you know all the sports games and all the school plays and all of the things so I actually I was teaching sport at, at school as a as a PE teacher we call it here and so it was quite a natural transition for me to go into personal training into the health and fitness world to learn all of the nutrition so that I could then help women with their fitness their health and I actually ended up doing a life coaching course as well and I as I was going through the process of training to get all these qualifications and I will add I was doing all of this with an eight-month-old baby on my hip at the same time and still trying to teach part-time because I was progressing from I, I wasn't one of those people who just left their job and just did went straight into it and that's probably quite an interesting point for your podcast actually about the transition of making sure that I had enough finances before I then left one career and moved into another um, and as I was learning all of this information about my body more and nutrition 
I started to see a pattern in myself that I had always put down to stress because teaching is a stressful job. I was really high up in my career as a teacher. I managed a department. I was in charge of a lot of teachers in the school, a lot of children. And I would have points throughout the month where I would be wiped out for two days with a really, really bad migraine. And I was always putting it down to stress stress of work and not eating enough and not looking after myself properly and one of the things that's quite interesting when I fell pregnant with my daughter was these headaches disappeared the stress didn't go away but these headaches disappeared and then when she was about eight months old she um, was going into nursery and I wasn't um, with her I wasn't feeding her and my headaches started to come back and my headaches came back when my cycle came back and as I was going through all this nutrition and this fitness work, I was starting to kind of piece together this jigsaw of the what was going on in my body and these physical symptoms that I had. And I then read everything that I could find about hormones, cycle syncing, what was going on in my body. And that was where it all started for me. And I'm so excited to be here on your podcast because my audience are typically ladies who are sort of 35 plus. And I know your audience are younger. And I'm so excited to be here talking to your audience because I wish I knew this stuff when I was younger. I was taught about my body by like a 50 year old science teacher in a biology lab with a textbook. And I really, really want to be able to share this information with younger girls. I mean, I have a niece who's 19 now. I've got a four-year-old daughter. I really want to get this information in front of younger girls because it's so empowering. So basically you're saying uh, every once in a while each month when we feel basically insane, like it's normal (laughs) or there's stuff that we can handle and do our life around it. And, and I didn't always get the headaches. And for example, I didn't always get mad, but I would just cry. I would just be upset. And I just don't know. I'm just sad. And and all the things, um, I love that story because I also only heard about it last year on a podcast. And then it was cool. Like that, that you brought it up too. And we connected. Um, so I didn't even hear about it in college and it would have helped me. I maybe learned about it earlier than you did, but that's awesome. So what is cycle syncing and also like an example of being able to use it to handle, I guess, mental health, which connects to my podcast and then like your to-do list. And if you feel more efficient in that, my listeners can have more time to apply to scholarships or do whatever else. I love how you keep saying that apply to your scholarships. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's brilliant. Well, because okay. it's a, it's, it's a hurdle. Like sometimes they're so anxious, they can't write an essay or they're stressed on something else or like everything ties together. Like I want them to hear your wisdom that can tie into, they feel better and they can do the things. (laughs) And I think that ultimately is cycle thinking is once you kind of know about it and you understand it, it gives you this real sense of power, like I know empowerment is a word that's thrown around quite a lot, but it does give you a sense of power in the sense of you understand your body better. It gives you that 
we we often joke don't we about our period being annoying and a pain and we get really cranky and annoyed before you get a period and people sort of kind of like joke about it and certainly I mean my my husband before he really had an understanding of cycles thinking which he does now um he just kind of would be like oh my gosh you're really snappy aren't you is it that time of the month and I think you know we joke about these things but really cycle thinking can give you that sense of knowledge about yourself to give yourself the kindness that you deserve and also the understanding of when you are better suited to be doing certain things so going back to your first question what is cycle thinking really cycle thinking is about knowing what is happening with the female rhythm in your body so our bodies both men and women have a circadian rhythm which is their 24-hour rhythm but for us as women we have an extra rhythm, rhythm, which is the infradial rhythm. And that's linked to the hormones within our menstrual cycle. So when we hit puberty and we start getting our periods, that's when this infradial rhythm comes in. Now, everyone's cycle is different because we're all individuals. We've been created beautifully by God. So our rhythms, our cycles often are different lengths. But for the ease of maths I'm not a mathematician like you Cara so I try and break it down just into like four weeks because it just makes it easier but different stages and different points in your cycle might be longer or shorter because you're an individual and your body is unique so your menstrual cycle broadly is broken up into four stages for phases so we have the most people start with the menstrual phase because you can work that out pretty quickly where you are because that's the first day that you get your period so your menstrual phase is the point in your in your cycle where your hormones are quite low so all of your hormones are very low everyone knows what it's like when you've got your period you feel a bit tired you feel a bit worn out you know there's a lot of things and you just kind of want to crawl under the duvet and and just not talk to anybody and I actually am married to a farmer and I often use the seasons in to as an analogy of what is going on within our cycle. So if we think about a menstrual phase, I often talk about a menstrual phase being winter. So if you think about what you feel like when it's cold and it's not very nice outside and maybe you've got snow and all you want to do is kind of hunker down and just, you know, get a nice warm, cozy blanket around you. That's typically what your menstrual phase feels like. So your next phase is your follicular phase, which is the day, the first day after the end of your period. And I often talk about this phase being like spring. And you think about springtime, you see like the little buds on the trees and you start to see the flowers coming up from the ground and you start to feel more of a renewed sense of energy. And that is because your hormones are shifting and the main sort of dominant hormone in in this phase is estrogen. And that's the one that's giving you a bit more energy and you're starting to feel like you can kind of take on the world. And this would be the time definitely to be starting to do the things. The next phase is our ovulatory phase. I talk about do you mind if I pause it real quick? No. Yeah. Um, when when she says do the things and when she says hunker down when you're in your period, that means you're allowed to rest. Yes. And you yeah. should rest. And do yeah. the things can mean 
that um, you can just have less things scheduled. I'm sure you were trying to get to that, but if you don't mind, when I first listened to cycle syncing, I had to pause it and like wrap my mind around that. That means that like you can like deal with your schedule around it. I hope that was okay. I interrupted. I know I can just imagine what my girl is thinking right now. So let's say now, okay, she's gone to the next phase and the energy is coming. And then what what was that, that you're going to say next? So really the whole overview of this, like the big context is knowing when you should be giving yourself rest and when you're better off oh sorry you're gonna get to it sorry (laughs) no 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 it's absolutely fine and I think it fits in really nicely in the sense of you know we think about um you know having a day of rest and we're told aren't we the bible says to have a day of rest and I think as women it's really good to have this information because it then reminds us that there are points where we should we should be resting so the follicular going into the ovulatory phase that's typically the point where your hormones are at the highest so think about summer like here in the UK summertime hits everyone's out there's barbecues going on everyone's like in their shorts and their t-shirt and you know just out like on the beach and having a great time and chatty chatty and you know amazing sort of energy that you feel in the summertime and then the final stage of this cycle cycle is your luteal phase and what a lot of people will find that perhaps the luteal phase is a longer phase because there's quite a few things going on in terms of your hormones so after your ovulation your estrogen levels dip you're then moving into your luteal phase and your progesterone levels start to rise so the first half of your luteal phase you might find that you actually do feel a bit more you still have a a higher level of energy but as that progesterone then drops back down ready to go into your menstrual phase you might feel more tired now the luteal phase is often the point of your cycle where most people do find a lot of challenges and if you were to look at a diagram of what is going on with your hormones it's like a roller coaster it really really is and there's an awful lot going on and your body is doing some amazing things and if you think about what your body is actually preparing for it's preparing for you potentially to be pregnant for you to carry a child and that luteal phase where your hormone your progesterone is rising and then dipping back down there's an awful lot of things that are happening in that phase and your body reacts to those differently but that's the point in your cycle where you're most likely to find yourself perhaps feeling a bit short-tempered where you're perhaps wanting to go around the grocery store and grab all of the chocolate and put it in your shopping cart um and it's a really good thing to have this information in terms of knowing what's happening with your hormones because once you know this you can think okay right that's why I'm feeling like this and I often talk about cycle syncing in terms of a health and fitness perspective because that is my background and there's things that I do with the women that I work with to change the way that they eat to change the way that they work out because we're always I mean thinking about workouts for example we're always sort of thinking that we've got to be in this like big boot camp style workout all the time but actually that isn't great for us and that really it's not just a workout that you can think that that is applicable to it can be to your workload now whether your workload is a, a job or your 
work at school, you can start to apply these rules of cycle thinking to the work and the productivity and these grants that you should be writing. Um, Yeah, I love that connection that you put it together. And I think um, uh, anyone listening, when she's referencing the last phase, the luteal phase, um, I'm, I'm guessing that would be when the term PMS would be coming up. She's nodding to me. Um, I think that's awesome because it, it just so ties into like who out there has actually heard the concept, the things in your life that you can schedule or you can plan and adjust doing it based on your hormones. Like what a mind blown idea. <laughs> I think that's pretty amazing. And, um, can you give us my girl, maybe a, a couple tips of like how to figure this out, like what phase she's in and perhaps a couple things of like, do this now and not then. Now, if anyone's listening and you have a test, like you can't always change when your test is, but like there's stuff that you can adjust your life with it. And then you can, even when you're looking at scholarships, cause we're bringing that up, you can put like deadlines around that. Oh, I won't be able to apply for this one, but I will be able to do these. So What are your thoughts on that? Okay, so when it comes to, first of all, understanding your cycle, you're going to have to track something. You're going to have to find a way to track it. Now, you could use a pen and paper, but there are so many apps on our phones now that will do this for us. So if you have an iPhone within the health section on your iPhone, there's a part on there that will track your menstrual cycle for you. It can tell you, um, you know, like predict when your next period is. You can tell it like on average how long each cycle is. And one thing I will say, because, you know, perhaps your audience are maybe sort of thinking that they maybe take um, contraceptive, for example. Um, you can still apply the principles of cycle thinking even if you are taking some sort of oral contraceptive or even if you if you don't have a period. And I actually work with a lot of women who are perimenopause and menopause and we can still apply the same principles, but they're not having a bleed in in a regular in a regular cycle. So tracking is definitely um there is an app that I really really like I think it costs a couple of dollars but it's a really good one it's called my flow and it's one that goes into a bit more detail and you can log a lot of symptoms so you can log headaches you can log bloating you can log pms irritability it will even go into the detail of the like your your mucus that comes from your vagina so it's a really really good detailed one it has a lot of information and it uses that information very cleverly to then really get it's the most accurate one that i have found because the more you put into it the more accurate it is so definitely logging and tracking what's going on with your body and you'll probably start to see some patterns as you're doing that and you're being more aware and I would say you're going to have to give yourself a good three months to start to really sort of learn and understand and see sort of a a process and a, a pattern really forming and then once you've got that pattern you can start to think okay what can I do with this information? Now with my clients, what I tend to do is we almost divide their cycle in half. So from the first day, the first day when they stop their period, so the first day that their period ends, 
through until the point where they ovulate we sort of talk about that being like the front half of their cycle so typically in this phase you're going to find yourself with more energy so you're going to be wanting to maybe go out more be around people more you're going to perhaps want to be planning projects getting more things done because you're going to feel that you have more energy to do those things then the second half and I I break it into half because it's easier for people to think about so that's post ovulation and if you've been tracking your cycle for about three months you'll start to notice your body gives you some certain indicators when you ovulate So after ovulation, that second half of your cycle, so your luteal and then into your menstrual phase, that's going to be the point in your cycle where you will notice that your energy levels do dip and that's normal. And I think the biggest thing, if you don't walk away from this podcast with anything else other than this one piece of information is to know that it's okay to not want to do things. That's normal. Like your body is telling you, I've got a lot going on right now. I need to take a break and I need to take a rest. And that's really important to listen to that because you're not necessarily going to be at your best. Now, we're on a podcast right now, Cara, aren't we? We're having a chat on this podcast. And one of the things I will say to you is, I would not be having a conversation with you at the right at the end of my luteal phase because I'm not going to want to talk to people. So if there's any part of your the process that you have to go to and if you have a a control over interviews or if you've got any sort of speaking or presentations or anything to do to do with you know your applications to college or your scholarships anything like that think about if you can control it put it into that front part of your cycle because that's when you're going to be at your best and you're going to give your best presentation you're going to be really wanting to communicate with people you're going to be the best version of yourself for that particular stage of your cycle now your luteal your menstrual phases I don't want you to be thinking oh gosh these are like an awful time of the month that I should be dreading absolutely not Your menstrual phase when your hormones are at their lowest is at the point in your cycle where the left and the right side of your brain are working together the most. So this is the point where your intuition is at its best. Wow, I didn't know that. That's cool. So these are that's the point in the month where you should be going and checking in with your gut feelings. Is this course? Is this place? Is what I'm doing the right thing for me? And that's the point to really um, just really, really check in with your gut instinct during your menstrual phase, because that's when it's so incredibly powerful. And the research behind it, it, it's just mind blowing just to see the interaction between the left and the right side of your brain at that point in your cycle. So definitely don't think, well, I'm in my menstrual phase. That's it. You know, I'm useless. You're not actually this is the point to be thinking about what do you want what do you really really want and you know if you're if you're Christian it's likely you're Christian that that you're listening to this podcast pray check in with God because that is the point where the Holy Spirit is going to be moving through you and you are going to be the most receptive to that that's fascinating so I had not heard that before so basically that 
that is a time <laughs> that that's a time when you got like brain superpowers and then the other time has got like communication and energy superpowers i mean this is just my layman's term here that's amazing i was gonna say i like my uh period phase because sometimes i save like shows to watch then when all i can do is lay down (laughs) so like i actually look forward to it but within reason because sometimes i have too much to do then i can't look forward to it but i i that's fascinating i i have had the mindset before of not to always make big decisions when I'm on my period because I don't feel good. But does that mean you can think through stuff, but like still sleep on the decisions? You know what I mean? Because I think a lot of students are like, what do I do with my life? How do I do this? Like they're just overwhelmed and stressed and mental health and blah. Right. Yeah. What do you think on that? So I think definitely you might not necessarily want to make a big decision I think it's a really good point where you're in in that phase where you're where you're resting more and your brain is working both sides better together to really just sort of when I talk about cycle thinking of fitness like I encourage the women at this point in their cycle to slow things right down to go for walks to stretch to take it easy so if you're slowing down that's going to be a really good point where you can just sit and listen to yourself. So you might not necessarily want to make that decision, but I think thinking things through at this point is a really good time to do that. That's awesome. It's a time to even, um, oh, I hated it when I was younger and started, but like, even now I almost have my period and I'm like, my body's amazing. Like what, what is it doing? And of course I'm going to be tired, not only, uh, blood and whatever else, but like, just all the stuff your body's doing. So you had mentioned in the past, so you mentioned fitness and, and taking walk or whatever. I do personally love to stretch when I'm on my period. I didn't realize how good it felt. Um, but also you had mentioned food in the past. So I was wondering if there's any, it, you know, do, the, do my girls have to be like your client to learn more in depth around their body? Are there any food suggestions? And then can I also just tie that in with any last advice on this whole realm of cycle syncing for my college students? Yeah, of course. Food is a really big one. And when I was talking about my story earlier with the migraines, it was the food, the way that I changed my diet that had the biggest impact on my cycle. And it, I wouldn't say, you know, like I'm, I'm cured, but my migraines are not migraines. They're slight headaches now which is amazing. And for somebody who was wiped out by by them for two days every month, it, it's changed my life. I think really going back to this dividing your cycle in half again, think about the first half of your cycle where I was thinking about talking about it being like spring and summer. Think about the foods that you like to eat in the springtime and the summer. We tend to go for lighter foods, don't we? Like salads, Um, like fresh vegetables all of the colors and that sort of thing and then the second half of your cycle and this is really basic you know just sort of making it quite simple and like the luteal and the menstrual phase we're thinking autumn and winter what kind of foods do we find comforting in that time of the year you know it's like roasted vegetables and soups and stews and those sorts of things so that's just a really sort of like rough overview of the 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 way that you could think about the food that you're eating in different times in within your cycle and one thing I will also add in your luteal phase 
your body in that autumn phase does need more calories. And on average, it needs about 200 to 250 extra calories. So when you do find yourself wanting to crave those extra crisps or chocolates or that sort of thing, just know that that's normal and be prepared for it. And know that that's going to happen and think, okay, what could I actually have in my home? Maybe you want to make something that's going to hit the craving, but it's going to stop you from running down the grocery aisle and loading your basket up with all of the chocolate and all of the sweets that, you know, you don't really want to be eating and isn't going to be great for your budget either. So having that knowledge and that sort of preparation for that point in your cycle is a really good thing to think about in terms of your nutrition. And what was the other part of the question? Oh, um, I've got so excited about I think nutrition. It, I think it was just <laughs> if you had any other suggestions like that I hadn't asked a question about, because I don't know all of the details that you talk on. So just like another just whatever else you wanted to tell me about <laughs> whatever you want to tell me about. And you can plug your uh, podcast into that too, if you want to tell them where, where to find you. Okay. Thank you. I, I think the biggest piece of advice that I would like to leave in terms of cycle syncing is not to think that having a cycle and being female is weakness because the more you dig into this and the more you understand your body this incredible gift that we've been given from god our bodies our hormones the more you understand it the more you are going to have a better understanding of yourself more empathy for yourself more kindness for yourself and you're going to be able to actually work and optimize the way that you do things you're going to be able to optimize your workload. You're going to be able to optimize your nutrition, your fitness. And you're, I really feel that once you know this stuff, you can actually be like at your best with that. So that being said, I really have sort of like, this is the absolute tip of the iceberg when it comes to cycle thinking. And as Cara said, I have a whole podcast about it. And um, my podcast is called Fit Productive Mum. And you can find it everywhere. It's on iTunes, Spotify, all of the places. And because I'm British, it's spelled M-U-M rather than M-O-M. So I always add that one in because I know we have different spellings of that. And yeah, just come over, come and listen to the podcast. And if you ever have any questions about cycle thinking, um, I've got a couple of freebies, which are all linked through my website. So you can get lots and lots of free information. Um, and then I do like Cara, um, talks about I will be I do actually have a course as well which is all about cycle thinking like the basics of cycle thinking and learning about how you can apply it for your fitness your nutrition and your to-do list as well so thank you so much I love those three topics that's just so awesome I think I I hope that some of my listeners are just mind blown like they they maybe have been listening and they're like I want to do this stuff Kara but I don't feel good some of the month and then I'm stressed and and that's awesome. I will say I used to have the voice to text on well I still have voice to text on my phone and whenever I would say call mom it never would work. So I had to put mum into the the contact so now it's call mum because it won't register any other way. So like that. it's legit. And I am sorry I thought of one last little tiny thing if that's okay. Yeah. You know what's helped me in my periods immensely in the past six months? Well, five, I don't know, four months. Um, magnesium. 
Yes. And, um, it's, is that good? <laughs> so this is my personal, like asking you a question I've had been taking magnesium glycinate and is that I'm not officially like on this to like diagnose and suggest someone that, but if you don't mind, we leave on that because that has helped me so much that like the amount of like when I am really bad, like the first two days I need, um, ibuprofen and the amount of ibuprofen has gone down so significantly. Sometimes I don't even even need to take any painkiller. So that's just a very practical step. Um, I hope that's okay. I brought it up podcast, but is that legit? Like that's what I've been doing and it's been helping with anxiety and insomnia for me too. Yeah. I mean, obviously I'm not a medical doctor, um, but there is, if you look into magnesium, there's an awful lot of evidence. Um, in particular, our diets are often really, really low in magnesium. And it's one of those, um, like minerals that our body still really struggles to get so on the whole as a population the majority of people do tend to be low in magnesium there's lots of also one of the warnings I will say about magnesium there's lots of different types of magnesium so do your research into magnesium as well because you need to make sure that you're getting the right type and some people can react more to and when I say react you can get a really upset tummy if you have the wrong type of magnesium so go and google like the different types of magnesium you'll get a list and you'll be able to figure out which one's like going to be the best one suited for your body Um, and also if you you know if you're worried about having low levels of vitamins and minerals get your bloods done. I think that's a really good thing to do like with your doctor, go and get your bloods done, see if there's anything missing. Cause a lot of the time, if you have got symptoms of PMS headaches, anything like you feel really, really tired all the time, it could be that you are really deficient in something. Thank you so much. Yeah. That was guys, that was kind of like your bonus PS question. I get it. Yeah. My dad can't, t- I mean, he's, he doesn't have a period, but he can't take certain magnesium because it like tears up his stomach. So I understand. So, um, because you already had said it, I just, I want you to be front of mind. So I'm reminding everyone it's the fit productive (laughs) mom on pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. You can learn about all her cool stuff. And I think if you guys are a regular listener to my show, um, it would be awesome if you paired it with listening to hers, because I think it could affect one another, you know, if there's a student out there listening to both, implementing both, how, like, you're really going to graduate debt-free yeah. with, like, mental health, physical health and mindset. Like, how amazing would that be? Yeah. So Double whammy. <laughs> Double whammy. So yeah. thank you so much, guys. Go check out her show. And until next time, bye. Hey, girl. Okay. So before you run off to calculus, if this podcast has brought you any encouragement, would you please write a review on iTunes or take a screenshot? post it in your insta stories and tag me let's tell the rest of our stressed sisters that more money and peace can be attained outside of the conventional way of doing college see you next time love and prayers kara